Reading from the Gospel according to Luke, the 19th chapter, beginning with verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Because he too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek out and to save the lost. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. This text doesn't show up every single time. Luke has read it. It kind of depends on when Easter happens and when Advent happens and all of that kind of stuff. But man, I love this story. Do y'all like this story? Anybody? Why do you like it? Anybody willing to talk today? Anybody want to say why they like this story? Huh? Because of the song? Yeah, I've got it right here. Did you know that? No? You want to sing it for us? Yeah. Now maybe they'll sing with you. You think? No? Not, not, not going to happen. I don't think she wants to. I don't blame her. I don't want to either. So I brought words to read. But y'all remember when you were a kid? Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a little man was what? He? Wee little man was he climbed up in a sycamore tree for... And you're supposed to, you know. Right? Do the motions. They taught us that in Bible school. For the Lord he wanted to see. That's how we remember this story. We remember the actions of a man who wanted to see Jesus. Did you hear that? How many of you want Jesus in your life? Anybody willing to raise a hand and test? Man, me too. I can't get enough of it. But, you know, it's also true that sometimes having Jesus in my life makes me uncomfortable with all the other stuff that's in my life. Anybody else? Maybe some of the things I say, think, do, things I laugh at. Sometimes I wish I didn't find crude things funny. Any of y'all have that problem? Every once in a while you fire up your YouTube and watch your Dave Chappelle and you laugh like a three-year-old and you wish you didn't because you know it's ugly and he shouldn't talk like that, but it's so funny. And I find sometimes those things that war within me, 
I remember Wesley saying to us that, that sin remains, but it does not reign. And maybe that's what's happening within me when I experience those things that maybe some very puritanical person should say. No preacher should think that's funny. He should burn his TV down. But I just told you, I think Dave Chappelle's hilarious. God help me. So maybe I'm a little like Zacchaeus. I'm existing in a world that would look at me and say I should be a certain way, right? Preachers don't like jokes. Do y'all know that when I became a pastor, people quit telling me jokes? If I want to know a joke, i got to look it up. People quit telling me funny stuff. They quit inviting me to parties. Some of my friends. Probably because we moved away, but again, they didn't call up and say, hey, why don't y'all drive over? What are the world's expectations of us? Those of us who want to see Jesus. You know, one of the things that's been impressed upon us as modern white American Christians is that we must always be dignified. Right? Listen, I was taught from an early age, not by my parents, but by my culture, that you don't talk about Jesus and you don't talk about politics. Were y'all taught that? Both things are a lie. But the bigger lie is that Christians shouldn't talk about Jesus. Why should we be afraid if we want to see Jesus? Why should we be afraid to climb a tree to see Jesus? Why should we be afraid to allow our desire to know and love Christ to be seen by the world? Now I'm going to give you, they might call you a zealot. They might call you names. They might tell you, you need to tone this whole Jesus thing down a little bit. They might tell you, you can't bring your Bible and read it at work. I don't know. But they're going to tell you something. Because people are offended by anyone these days who actually wants to know the true Christ. That wants to know a Jesus who will come to a place seeking a person that nobody else would have given the time of day. People are offended by Jesus as much as they love Jesus. Sometimes even Christians. That's unfortunate. But it's just how it is. How much of our lives are we willing to let Jesus encroach into? How much of our lives are we willing to allow Jesus to reign over? The rest of the song goes, as the Savior passed that way. Uh-oh. The song got us. We thought the song was about Zacchaeus at first, didn't we? But now the song tells us that there's a Savior on the way. A Savior passed that way. He looked up in the tree. Uh-oh. Song's about Jesus, isn't it, folks? When I ask people about that, oh, that's the Zacchaeus song. Oh, no. This is the Jesus doing Jesus stuff song. This is the Jesus doing what Jesus does song. Seek and save the lost. It's a reminder to us of a man who was willing to be completely undignified and climb a tree in front of people who probably laughed at him and hated him anyway. I mean, Luke had to invent a Greek word to describe him. 
Up till now, we've only encountered tax collectors, right? This is our first trip with a chief tax collector. And that word doesn't occur in any other Greek literature of that time, according to my source. Isn't that interesting? He had to invent a word to describe him so that we could understand the level to which he was probably despised in his community. Not only was he a person who was extorting people for the Romans, he was the head of it. He was telling the rest of them what to do. He was the chief. He was the one who was helping to support Herod and, and Herod supporting the Romans and supporting the Roman occupation of Jerusalem. He was the one. Oh man, don't you know they loved him at the Christmas parties? They didn't have Christmas parties. <laughs> despised, a despised man. But Jesus was looking for him. It says, and as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. Ooh, you come down. Zacchaeus has been thinking that he had to elevate himself, that he had to climb a tree, that he had to overcome the things about him that would restrict him from seeing Jesus. But it turns out Jesus was looking for him. He didn't, Luke doesn't tell us that Jesus wandered up the tree and said, hey, who's the idiot in the tree? I think Luke wants us to sense that when Jesus speaks his name, that Jesus was intentionally looking for Zacchaeus. So all that while, while Zacchaeus thought he had to climb a tree to overcome all of the things about him that the society said made him ineligible for the grace and favor of God, Jesus was looking for him to give it to him. Do you hear that, church? All the while he thought he had to climb a tree to see Jesus, Jesus was looking for him. Because that's what Jesus does. Including say things like, I'm going to your house today. Y'all are supposed to clap to the beat now, according to the song. I won't hold you to it. <laughs> what is your beat though, dear ones? What is the beat of the song of your life? Is there room for Jesus in all the clapping and daily living that you do? Do you want Jesus in your house? Listen, this guy has to know what it must mean if he lets this man come to his house. Everybody in that crowd probably hated him. And the ones who were grumbling were going to hate him e even more for letting this vagabond, ragamuffin preacher show up and go in his house. But he welcomed him with joy. He welcomed him with joy. Above all else, I think we sing the song because it makes us happy, right? Kate, you were smiling when you were talking about it. The song makes me happy. But usually I can only remember the first verse. But that song elicits in us the same joy that Zacchaeus must have felt to be a person who felt short in stature amongst his peers, not only because he might have been physically short, but Luke may be using that as a metaphor because of his social condition. 
Listen, if you lived in a town where everybody hated you because of your profession, you would feel short in stature, wouldn't you? You would feel unimportant. You would feel unseen. You would feel unrecognized. You would feel as if nobody ever saw you for who you were. But look what happens. This man, Jesus, shows up and sees him. Not as short in stature, but as a person that he wants to know. And he says, I, I must, I must, I must go to your house today. whole lot going on in that story. A whole lot of angles we could go from here. I've already said one of them. How much do you want Jesus poking around in your life? Are you willing to let Him come to your house? And I want you to hear that question for is every corner of your life. Whether it's your home, your office, your free time, whatever it is. Is Jesus compartmentalized in your life? Is today the only day Jesus is Lord for you? This is what this text made me think about with my own life. Is Jesus welcome in every moment that I breathe? Or are there times when I attempt to keep Jesus at arm's length? And then the next thing I want us to recognize here is Zacchaeus didn't do anything to deserve this. Jesus chose him. Jesus showed up apparently looking for him. This man who was ostracized because he was the chief of sinners. This man who was ostracized from participating in his own hometown life because everybody hated him. Jesus came looking for him. If Jesus came looking for him, dear ones, there's no reason to think that Jesus isn't looking for you. None. And we know that specifically because of how Jesus closes the story today. I wonder if it fixed in your hearing. He said, today salvation has come to this house because Zacchaeus too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Do you hear that, church? Will you receive Him joyfully? The same joy that the psalm provokes, the same joy that the images of a man scurrying up a tree to try to see someone that he can't see because he's short, and all of those happy little joyous experiences we have when we hear this very much loved story. All of those joys are the joys that we welcome Jesus into our life with, not just here, not just our church life, Not just the time when we're at worship, but every bit of life. This is what Martin Luther was talking about when he told people that when they washed their face in the morning, they should remember their baptism. That even the daily habit of washing ourselves can remind us of the presence of Christ with us. So the question that this text asks us, I believe, is will we receive Him joyfully? He's looking for us. He's coming around town today looking for you. He's coming around wanting to be in relationship with you. He's coming around wanting to sit at a table with you. Wanting to look you 
your eyes and love you. He's coming to town today looking for you no matter what way you might have humiliated yourself, convinced yourself that you were unreachable, no matter what way you might have lost your dignity, no matter what thing you might be struggling with, no matter what thing might seem to be holding you away, He is coming looking for you. And He wants to go to your house. He wants to be part of your life. Do you want Him? I ask you that in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.